This week, the London Bridge of Lake Havasu, Arizona, plus what we cook in our RV. This is RV Miles. This winter, L.L. Bean wants to help you get outfitted for all that's out there with tips and advice for heading outdoors and exploring all the possibilities of the season. Finding time outside can feel tough in winter, but it's just steps away if you turn your backyard into a winter oasis. Add a fire pit to keep you warm, some winter games to keep you active, and some all-weather furniture and outdoor blankets for chilling out comfortably. Just because it's cold out, that doesn't mean you have to be cold. For more fun ideas, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com guide. Welcome to episode number 260 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who have been crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip since 2016 with our three boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry. Here at RV Miles, we talk all things RV and outdoors from industry news to travel destinations, our national parks, and a whole lot more. We are coming to you from Southern California, where it is, uh, you know, it's... Gorgeous. 60s every day. It oh. could be a little warmer from my tastes. It's getting down into the lower 40s, but you know, play your tiny violin for me. But Jason, if it's warmer, how will you wear your sweaters true, and your true. fall clothing that but, you wait literally all year for? Yeah, to put but on? I don't want to wear that in Southern California. <sighs> wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I'm speechless. <laughs> so we're having a good time here uh, wrapping up the year in the RV. It's been a great year. We're going to be doing a um, sort of recap episode like we do every year uh, coming soon. But this week we're talking about Lake Havasu, Arizona, where we were a few weeks ago. Uh, really cool place that we've been it's been on our checklist for quite a while and we haven't been to yet until now so we'll get to cover that but first we're going to start with uh, a listener question uh, and then a little announcement yeah so we had this question and when it was asked of me i thought well have we never talked about that or i guess maybe you could be really curious about this maybe it does seem harder than you would think and that question was what do you cook in your rv i would love to know what you make, what are your go-to meals, or how um, extravagant maybe do we get here in the RV when it comes to cooking? So we thought maybe we would just chat a little bit because right now we are kind of down to basics. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, obviously there are lots of different sizes of RVs mm -hmm. and different ways that people camp. We're full-timers, which is by far the minority, and lots of people are going out for a weekend or a week, and they might bring prepped meals and uh, have stuff that they intend to cook on the campfire, all that Their sort giant of stuff. smoker. We you know. <laughs> probably have a larger kitchen than most RVers. Yes. Um, so, in terms of what we're able to cook, I'd say pretty much anything. Pretty much anything. We are a little hindered by a rather small oven. Let's just be honest. Mm -hmm. I cannot believe how tiny this oven is for the size of this rig. And we are not the first person to walk into this rig and go, that oven is so tiny. But it's a very similar size <laughs> oven to what the vast majority of RVs yeah. come with. Um, so that is a limiting factor for a lot of people. There are 
things that uh, you can do in those ovens that people are scared to do. Mm -hmm. You kind of have to manage them a little bit more. There's a little bit more potential for uh, like burning the bottom when the top's not done. Or burning the top. Or burning the top. (laughs) (laughs) There's no space for your bread between the top and the rack. So what we're cooking with right now or some of the meals that we're making right now are probably really similar to the meals that you make at home. We are big fans of tacos. And actually, I really like to make tacos in the Instant Pot. We use the Instant Pot a ton here in the house when we are on electricity, like we are right now at this campground. We use the Instant Pot a lot and we use our toaster oven slash air fryer slash air broiler slash dehydrator slash toaster. It's a toaster oven. (laughs) But a fancy one, one that can kind of do all the things that we want it to do without having to have an air fryer and a toaster oven and a dehydrator. Yeah, Abby just dehydrated oranges for Christmas decorations. I sure did. Uh, but we, you know, if it, we have a frozen pizza, it goes in that. If oh, we always have a frozen pizza in this house. If we're like baking some chicken breasts, they will go in that usually. So for the most part, we're if we're on electric cookup, that's sort of our go-to. The two electric appliances are our go-to cooking appliances in yeah. general. The Instant Pot is great because you can, uh, it, it, you know, a lot of people think of it as a pressure cooker and... Um, it's so much more than that because you can sort of saute in it. Uh, you can mm-hmm. use it like a slow cooker. And when you're making something like I've made chili recently, when you're making something like that, you can saute in the bottom of it and then add the rest of your ingredients later and still keep with one pot. And I think that's the maybe the biggest thing that we're probably focusing on a little bit when we cook is dishes. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of our meals we're looking to sort of, can they be one pot meals? Can they be one pan meals? I really like sheet pan meals. We do a lot of those. And a lot of times our sheet pan meals are just, uh, we might get some chicken sausage and then we're going to toss on there maybe some Brussels sprouts and some onions or really kind of any vegetable, maybe some sweet potatoes, finely diced like that we have on hand. We just toss it all into a sheet pan, a little olive oil, salt and pepper and garlic, toss it into the oven or out into the toaster oven. And that is an incredible meal that has taken one pan, one dish, and has taken very little effort to put together. We do that a lot. Uh, I would say that our meals are really, really similar to probably what you are doing at home with the Instant Pot. We go anywhere from making chili to making soups to doing tacos. I do pasta in the Instant Pot all the time. Spaghetti, Alfredo. Mac and cheese. Like it's it all really gets put in kind there. of a, a a bit of a game changer for noodles. I, it's n- something I never expected that game we changer. would do noodles in it. But it, you save all that water. What? And, yes. And that time for that water to boil and all that. Well, you don't have to put the water. You don't have to drain. So the water doesn't go into the tank. Yeah. So, I mean, again, like when we're boondocking and we have used our instant pot when we're boondocking, when the solar is rocking. We will break out the Instant Pot for sure. Uh, you know, we also do, if we're talking about, let's talk about the oven for a second, because I know I just commented on how small it was, but I have done a ton of baking in this rig. I have done cakes and muffins and breads and all, all cookies, a lot of cookies. Uh, basically, if you can make it at home, you can figure out a way to make it in your if RV. If it's not too tall, you can do it in the oven. Yeah. It's really about the height. And actually, someone shared a tip with me. Our friend Clay shared a tip with me about ours because I was complaining that um, in our toaster oven and in the oven when I do breads and they rise, 
they will often hit the top and it just totally destroys the bread, right? It doesn't allow it to expand or if it's even a quick bread, it just, it, it's not going to work. It burns on the top. It's just a mess. And I don't know why I didn't think of this, but he suggested just getting two smaller yeah. bread pans. Yeah. You know, the muffin, little mini type. Yeah, 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 mini bread pans. Muffins are great, but sometimes you just want to make a loaf of bread. And if you have that very similar issue in your RV and you are like me and you didn't even think about that, then the tiny little muffin tins or the tiny little bread pans, mini bread pans, total game changer. The other thing I think we're trying to manage a lot uh, besides dishes is often when it's hot outside, trying to manage the heat if we're not yeah. on hookups and, and not cook too much inside because we don't want it to get too hot inside. Um, but that said, we are currently without any kind of outside of the outdoor oven we have. We are without any kind of outdoor cooking yeah, at the we moment. Have we have a don't... Blackstone in ours. ours uh, Broke. We, it broke and we didn't get a new one yet well we're trying to decide if we actually want to get a new one we have we are trying to decide between one item for outside and we can't decide at the between moment between like a blackstone and a, a, a regular camp stove yeah we're yeah. trying to decide between the two we can't decide some other meals that we make around here it's uh lately i've talked a lot about how we are trying to be gluten-free and as much as we can dairy-free in our home and so that can create a lot of challenges but again breakfast love to cook breakfast for dinner we do a lot of salads we do a lot of smoothies around here so smoothies are kind of what jason and i do as our go-to breakfast during the week it's really easy we have a blend tech blender we just toss what again whatever we have that's the beauty of things like sheet pan mm -hmm. meals and smoothies is that you can go into your fridge you can take a look at maybe some of the vegetables or fruits that are starting to get to that point to where they'll be great in a smoothie but maybe you don't want to eat them in a salad or just eat the fruit by itself we toss it in there add some turmeric add some protein powder add this add that blah 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 blend it up and it's been great. We're fortunately not limited by refrigerator size. No. We pretty much have a, <laughs> no. a residential size Although refrigerator. I did, I did find she, our limit this week. You did put it to the limit. Um, but if you are limited, you know, it, it, you're, there's always going to be some sort of limit depending on the type mm -hmm. of camping you're doing. It might be your refrigerator. It might be trying to save power. Um, it might be trying to not make heat. And you just kind of tailor your meals around that. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to save power and propane and, and heat, you can do cold meals you know you, you do sandwiches with salads uh you could do cereal for breakfast that sort of thing and then do one big cooked meal a day or something like that some days it's like really cold in the morning so you're willing to do a lot of cooking in the morning but it warms up in the afternoon so maybe you make a big warm breakfast Oatmeal. and and you're doing like a cold lunch that type of stuff it it just takes a little bit more thinking sometimes but you know one of the things we do you were talking about cold foods and I thought of this on travel days we really try on a travel day to not stop somewhere and buy lunch like we try to find somewhere that we can stop at a rest area or even a giant mall parking lot like right off the highway and we'll put out the kitchen slide and we will do lunch here in the rig and one of the things that we do is sort of like our version of I guess a charcuterie board or a meat and cheese tray which is <laughs> to just grab whatever we have left over in the refrigerator and just lay it out 
you know, we'll get in here. I'll put out like we have over here. We have a, a cart that we got at Ikea, a three level cart. And I keep uh, snacks in it for kids. So I will grab those like here's some almonds, here's some crackers. And then it's here's some deli meat and some cheese and some fruit. And we just put all that stuff out. and We'll just lay it right here on our breakfast bar. And then people can just pick and eat as they want leftovers from the night before. A lot of times we will eat leftovers just cold from the night before. Spaghetti is at its best when it's cold. Absolutely, Spaghetti is so good cold. So that's just a little, I think, overview of some of the foods that we eat. We are always up, though, for trying something new. If you have like a go-to meal that you love to make in the RV, we would actually really love to know about it, especially in 2023, which we're going to get to talk about finally in a few episodes that are coming up our year-end after we'll do our year-end of looking back. We're going to do one that looks forward, and I can't wait to finally get to talk about it. But we are going to need y'all's help, yeah, because things are about to change around here. We're going to take a break in a moment, and we're going to talk about Lake Havasu, but we do have an announcement to make Yes, for those of you who have been with us for a while and are interested in even more stuff from us, even more ways you can interact with us. Yeah, so let's have this talk really quick. For five years now... Jason and I have tried to do everything for RV Miles. We have tried to be 10 people as two people because we love RV Miles so much and we love all of you so much and we want to provide the very, very best content that we can. And over the years, we have been asked time and time again and we have pushed back time and time again. Why won't y'all do a Patreon? We want to support you XYZ. And we have pushed back on that really, really hard because we have always said that the best way you could support us is to share what we're doing. And well, that and, and remains true today. We're advertisers supported and mm-hmm. we we appreciate our advertisers so much. And we hope that you uh, go and, you know, check out their products at the very least. You don't have to oh, buy them, sure. but just, just, you know, check out what they're talking about. We're going to have a few for you to listen to in just a minute anyway. Yeah. But the point is, is that after all these years, we have decided to start a subscription base. And the point of that being is that we see a need, a need that we cannot fill on our own for more RV consumer driven content. We want to become a platform in so many different ways that is driven by you, the RV consumer. And so in order to do that, we are asking you, the RV consumer, for support. And we have made it what we think, hopefully, as easy as possible, because like me, I do not want to go to another platform in order to get content. I don't want to go over to a Patreon. Bless Patreon and all the people over there that they serve. I just don't want to go over there and have one more space I want to look at. So over the last year, all of the platforms have started making it so easy. Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube have all started to roll out subscriptions. And so we have decided to dip our toes into that and offer subscriptions for those who are interested on either of those platforms. All of the benefits are exactly the same. The cost is exactly the same across all all those platforms. So you only need to sign up for one if you're going to do only this. You don't need, need to, to sign, sign up, up for multiple. So let's say you love to connect with us on Facebook. You can go over to Facebook. You can go to the RV Miles page. You can become a subscriber there for $4.99 a month. And then what we hope is that through your support and through this growing support, and thank you to all of you who have already done this, we are going to start bringing on staff 
we are going to, and we're going to be able to pay them a true living wage. We're going to bring staff on. We're going to increase our RV consumer content, our news and our articles. We are in the middle of completely revamping RVMiles.com. We can't wait to share it with you. It looks gorgeous. We even have a new logo. I mean, there's a lot going on. But really, this is all about you, the RVer, and really trying to find ways. We have had so many things on the back burner that we have wanted to create for so long, but we just can't because we're too people. And so if you believe in what we're doing over here and you would like to support in this way, please consider doing so. We absolutely appreciate it. And then one of the ways we say thank you is we have created a private Facebook group. It's called the RV Miles Mile Markers. That's what we're kind of calling everyone. Jason came up with that. And we are also bringing back monthly night live. Yeah. So we, we, you're not, if you're, if this isn't something that you can afford to do, um, it's not for you right now. You're not really going to miss out on anything. You're still going to be able to get all the podcasts, all the YouTube videos, everything, the e-blast, everything. But if you just want to give us a little extra support, we're just saying thank you by having a, a smaller Facebook group where uh, you can chat with us a little bit more directly. Uh, and we'll do these monthly live streams where you can uh, connect with us directly. Uh, but uh, really, it's about uh, community and um, you connecting with others and 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 just us being able to talk to, to vent, you know, give you a little behind the scenes content, <laughs> yeah. uh, stuff like that. But but uh, we appreciate you, whether you're a part of this uh, membership community or not. Uh, this is really not going to change anything about your experience if you're not going to be a member. But if you want to do it, go to any of those platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and go to our page on either of those, and you can click membership. If you're, if you're regularly connecting with us on YouTube, know that it's not the the... Uh, RV Miles podcast YouTube channel. It's the RV Miles YouTube channel where yeah. the news videos are and stuff. And if you do it there, you get a little like icon that says that you're a member and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty nice. So I want to say thank you to all of those recently who have really encouraged us to do this because this was a really hard step for Jason and I to take because um, it's just never something we've been ever comfortable with. And that's probably part of the reason why... <laughs> We've we've had so many things we've wanted to do, but it's really hard for us to call on others to help. So if you are interested in helping make some new ideas come to life over here at RV Miles, we hope you will consider going to Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube and supporting us for just $4.99 a month. We'll be back in just a moment. Be right back. Chances are you've seen them on the road. That's because Blue Ox designs and manufactures the best towing products in the industry. Just look around, you'll find them on highways and campgrounds and anywhere you find people traveling in the great outdoors. Award-winning tow bars, base plates, and brakes, a full line of weight distributing hitches, adjustable ball mounts, and a new line of fifth wheel hitches. With Blue Ox, towing doesn't have to be a drag. To learn more about how Blue Ox can make your travel adventures even more stress-free, visit blueox.com. 
This episode is supported by ParkWolf, the ultimate app for visiting U.S. national parks. With ParkWolf, you can view upcoming places and amenities as you drive through the park, locate the nearest gas, food, bathrooms, and pullover points. ParkWolf's wildlife maps show you the best times and places to see or avoid wildlife along with a feed of the latest wildlife sighting photos from the parks. ParkWolf even makes it possible for you to view your live location and direction on official park maps while staying up to date on current NPS alerts and advisories. ParkWolf keeps working even if you lose service. To learn more, download the ParkWolf app for iPhone free from the Apple App Store today. All right, we're back to talk about Lake Havasu and our visit to Lake Havasu City and Cattell Cove State Park. Yes, and if you remember a few episodes back, I actually black tanked myself because of what happened here at the state park, which was that I thought I had booked the campground for an entire week. And when we arrived... I had not somehow managed to finish the booking of it. So we did not actually have a campground or a campsite when we arrived at Cattail Cove. Now, there is a ton of boondocking mm-hmm. in the area. And that's one thing we could have done. Unfortunately, we were arriving at dusk. Mm, a and, little late. And we, uh, being able to go find a boondocking site was not the thing that we could do at that moment. Luckily, there was a site available for the night. It turned out to be available for two more nights. We site hopped twice and we were able to make the whole week work. Yeah, and I'm glad we were able to because it's mm-hmm. a really beautiful campground and very affordable too. They have 30 amp options and a handful of 50 amp options and they range from 30 to $35 a night. They are not full hookups. You do have water and electric at your campsite, but there is a dump station so and it's really easy to access. The bathhouses are fairly. Yeah, yeah pretty good. They're pretty nice. Yeah, they're well, I they're, in them. they're very clean. Yeah. They're kept. They're a little bit older, but they're very clean, and that's always the most important thing, right? A nice, clean bathhouse. There's a beach, uh, well-groomed beach. Actually, Beautiful. all the sites in the beach they rake all the time. They're constantly raking everything, <laughs> so that it's very so well, well-groomed. <laughs> yeah. uh, so the the beach is is super nice. There's a boat ramp if you're a boater. Uh, great place to launch a kayak, anything like that. Um, there are trails that are closed right now due, mm-hmm. due to some damage, and, and they're, I, I guess, planning on redoing them all but most of the trails are closed at the moment as well as the dog beach so it does look like when the park itself is in full operation there looks to be some really cool hiking in and around just right out your door and then also how much fun for your family your pet family member to be able to go over to a dog beach so but you're right on the lake, and if you want to go then into Lake Havasu City, it's pretty easy to do. It's fairly close. It's like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, and we were able to go in a few times, and we went, and of course, you got to go to the London Bridge, right? And so if you don't know what this is, we could absolutely give you a history of it. But even better is I can direct you to an episode of our uh, past long since sort of on a break hiatus podcast called See America. And we did an entire episode on London Bridge and Lake Havasu. And you can go over and you can find out for yourself why an actual London Bridge ended up in Lake Havasu City. Yeah, it's it's essentially a bridge to an island, right? Uh And on that island is a big entertainment complex. There's a a whole lot to do in, 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 in around Lake Havasu. It's, it, Obviously, it's, when we were there, it wasn't sort of the height of the season. No. Um, but when it is rocking, it's very clear that it's 
party town USA. Um, <laughs> it was fairly chilly while we were there. Yes. Christmas decorations were out and wonderful. There was, that was really cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, we got to walk around, do some shopping, have a little bit of food. There's lots of food that you can take and eat outside and um, drinks to let's... go if you come up with your boat like you can get <clears throat> a couple drinks to go from some of the restaurants there and it's cool because you'll get them to go and they seal them so like you can't open it you can't walk around and drink yeah. them but you can take them so on your boat yeah. you can take them back to your boat yeah. so you know at or first... your RV yeah or your RV uh, we ate at two places while we were there our time was a little short we didn't get to explore as much as we would have liked uh, but we did get to check out two restaurants while we were there we ate at the Burgers by the Bridge which is a great little walk up place where you can order again burgers they've got seafood they do have drinks you order up at the, the counter go find a picnic table and you're having some burgers by the bridge. We also ate at Barley Brothers Brewery, which we really enjoyed because we ended up getting a table sort of what in what reminded us of the old Wendy's conservatory space. That was awesome. I loved when Wendy's had those. I always wanted oh to gosh. eat in the in the little atrium in the Wendy's. Yeah. Yes, like, yeah. You always wanted to eat it there, except in the summer because boy, yeah. it was really hot so, in there. But this place had something like that overlooking the lake, and yeah. it was kind of cool for all nine of us to be sitting at a big table in there. Oh. We had a great meal, and right by the bridge yeah. too. And the bridge was all lit up. Yeah, it had so, big wreaths on it, and yeah, stuff and, it was gorgeous. And plus, it was really cool to check out some local brews. So we would recommend those two places. There's also in and around that area a really cool, uh, I would say, just playground park recreation area so there's a awesome looking park they've got beach volleyball we were there specifically for the skate park so that our scooter and skateboard kiddos could get a yeah. little energy out and you know what was cool about this skate park if first of all it was huge and two big areas one area with like the sort of pool type and and one big area that was more sort of ramps and courses and stuff and what I found to be great about it is that it was almost all young kids there. Mm -hmm. It was not it was not older teens and twenty somethings, which you know it's fine that those people do that sort of thing. But when when you have younger kids and you go to a place like that, it's often a little intimidating for them. Uh, and this was great for younger kids and for the adults to just hang out because again, it's right on the water. It was beautiful. And you know what? Even those that were older that were there as well, everyone was really respectful of all yeah. the different age differences as well as like abilities. And so that was really nice to see. Our kids had an absolute great time there. Now, if you are not really interested in going downtown, or maybe you want to like just spice it up a little bit while you're there, we have a hike that we did that not only brought giggles from our children and maybe the adults as well, and it brought on a lot of jokes, but was one of the coolest hikes we have ever done. And that hike is called Sarah crack it no it's it's called sarah's with an apostrophe s are crack. you sure because i am I looked, sure okay it listen. says sarah's cracked this is the thing because i, I thought i thought okay i yes i know i know you look at all sorry. trails and it says that but listen so it says s-a-r-a is like special activities recreation Re yes. area, right okay so it's s-a-r-a is the name of sort of the the recreation area that you're you're going yes. to I, and i i had vetted this 
trail on all trails and saw that and I giggled a little bit and stuff. But then when we got there, I realized they're in on the joke because the sign said capital S. It wasn't all caps S-A-R-A. It was capital S Sarah with an apostrophe S and said Sarah's crack. Okay, so we'll just call it that then. And clearly, if you want to look at it on YouTube, everyone's calling it that as well. It is Sarah's crack. Really cool trail. Really cool trail. It is a big rock crack that you are hiking through so this is but it takes a while to get to it okay so don't expect to see sarah's crack the minute you get there you've (laughs) got to be patient sarah will reveal her crack in time but you have (laughs) you can see well this entire hike was just this Um, our kids were like are we walking up the legs now is that what (laughs) anyway (laughs) It, it was one of the coolest trails we have ever done. And this is not something if, if you, it, there are lots of rock scrambles. There are a lot, mm-hmm. there's like ropes that you have to grab and, and climb down sort of a, a, a bit of a rock slide. There it's are a few feet, nothing. I mean, there are little, it, it's, it, I mean, we had a, a six year old with us who could do it. She so did it, it better it's than doable. I did. <laughs> but if you have, uh, if you have mobility issues, um, it, it may be a little challenging. And some of our kids, you know, they, it was a challenge for them that they overcame and that was a cool thing to do yeah i mean this was the first time that we had encountered uh ladders and uh ropes in order to climb up or down to continue this hike because it really so it is essentially an out and back okay so you're gonna hike through sarah's crack and then when you get to the top of her crack you just turn around and you're gonna come back or there's another way you could go which is i guess up and over you know and that's not as pretty it's not as fun and so we did it as an out and back so you know just know that if you decide to do that if you climb down you're gonna have to climb back up as well to get out of the crack but i have to say it was a blast and we did it in the late afternoon we did not encounter other people no nobody else was interested in uh, very Sarah's sandy, th- very sandy for the first uh, maybe mile and a half of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, consider that with your footwear. It wouldn't be really <laughs> great with uh, with sandals. Uh, yeah, but, no, you definitely want closed-toed shoes, regardless. Yeah. Like if you're going to wear your Keens, you're also that's great. I think some of our kids may have, but with socks, with socks, <laughs> they did wear them with socks. Um, I mean, that's how you do it, because otherwise the sand no, is all you could wear, between your toes and stuff, and it's Or gross. you could wear yeah. your hiking yeah. shoes. It's a, shoe, it's a shoe trail. Yeah. So check out Sarah's Crack. It was really cool. So we visited Lake Havasu as sort of a, uh, a stopover on our way between a long stay in Tucson and a long stay in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and made, it for, made for very easy drives between the two, and it was really a great place to go to um to to make that sort of midpoint and uh um, we had a blast and i would love to go back again absolutely i will hike sarah's crack any day of the week all right let's take a break and we come back we're gonna check the level of our tanks be right back on every road trip there are moments you wish could last forever your kids running into the ocean for the first time that perfect campsite with views that amaze and surprise a hike through sarah's crack moments you spend time planning and you wish would never end but like all good adventures they do but you know what doesn't have to end 
your RoadPass Pro membership you used to plan that memory-making vacation. Grab your RoadPass Pro membership today and lock in the $49.99 price for life. Featuring some of our favorite trip planning sites like Campendium and Road Trippers and the Togo app for checklists, RoadPass Pro will help you create an amazing RV adventure. Save $10 off your first year with code RVMILES10X and lock in the renewal rate of $49.99 for life. RoadPass Pro is going up in the new year, so if you've been on the fence, now is the time to join and save. Just click the link in the description and use code RVMILES10X to save $10 off your first year of RoadPass Pro. The end-of-year discounts continue. Now through January 5th, you can save 30% off a Harvest Host membership. From wineries to museums to breweries to farms, Harvest Host is our favorite way to break up a drive on travel days. Safe, convenient, fun overnight parking, all for only $69. Plus, with each stay, you'll be supporting a small business owner and getting to know the local community. Click the link in this episode's description and save 30% off on a Harvest Host membership. Already a member? The discount applies to gift certificates, too. Give the gift of a unique overnight stay this year and save money doing it. Click the link in this episode's description to save 30% off and hurry. Deal ends January 5th, 2023. Welcome back, and it is time to check the level of our tanks. Jason, what is in your black tank this week? Uh, My black tank is the feeling I get when, okay, so we're at this campground here. They have a rock wall, okay? <laughs> the, uh, like for the kids to climb, they've got a rock wall that they put up certain times a week for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. They'll put it up and somebody mans it and you're supposed to pay $5 to use it. And it's really cool. You know, It's it's got the auto belay and the kids can climb all the way to the top and it's very tall and stuff. My black tank is that I feel bad when there are amenities like that. And we're not using it. And there's like somebody there manning it and nobody is coming to visit because you want to support the, you want the campground Mm -hmm. to like continue to offer stuff like that. And you're like, I know our kids will use it at some point, Yes, but you don't want to be like, Oh, not using it. You don't want to see nobody using it. And, and then that discouraged campgrounds from doing stuff like that. So I I feel like we should go like spend the money and have them there every day. Can I offer a solution to that though? Don't charge for it. Yeah. It charge they're charging X amount of money per kid to go and do this. If if you don't want your employees sitting there with no one coming to do this amenity on a Friday, maybe don't charge for it. Maybe just offer it as as a free perk. Especially when there's like a per child per day fee for staying in the park. Right. And also yeah. when, you know, right across the road is the pool yeah. that doesn't cost anything or the mini yeah. golf that doesn't cost anything. But this, but this yeah. rock wall, yeah. you have to pay to do. Yeah. So maybe that's the solution. Just, you know, include it as, as an amenity to staying here when I'm already paying the child yeah, tax. But even, even when they don't, even when they don't charge for something, I do feel bad when there are, yes, um, when, I agree. when there's like, oh, you know, they may be doing like a, a craft for kids and there's, there's nobody there or there's like two kids there or something. I just feel bad not utilizing those things because I don't want to discourage that campground from offering those things. Well, you can't go do the kid craft. I know. Okay. I know. So as much as you want to go make that paper plate wreath, you can't go do it. Okay. You can do it at home. Okay. okay. You can have craft time here. 
Okay. All right. What's in your fresh tank this week? Uh, my fresh tank is that when we crossed into California, the uh, agricultural inspection station was closed because <laughs> <laughs> we forgot about that. We did. And Oopsies. we had a full fridge of food. Uh, you know, it, usually if you're getting it from a grocery store, they don't care. But sometimes there's some things that they're looking out for. There, like they might be like, uh, uh, this week there's no 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 oranges or whatever it is. But we had also just bought our little mini Charlie Brown Christmas tree, and I was really worried. Yes. Actually, as we were getting to California, I was like, oh, are they going to make us throw our tree out? Our children would have. That would have been rough. It would because we had named, of course, we had we had named the tree, yeah, and we named it Chuck after Charlie Brown because it's a little Charlie Brown tree, and so we named it Chuck. If we had had to Chuck Chuck, that would have been yeah. that would have been bad. Now I don't want to advocate that anybody no, bring in like especially firewood um, and plants. Those are things that they don't want you to bring into the state normally, and there are good reasons for that. Actually, on the America's National Parks podcast. We have a good episode that's going to come out in a couple of weeks on invasive species that I that I really enjoyed uh, putting together with with the author Dr. Charlotte Hacker. She's uh, just such a great resource and uh, moving plants and especially moving firewood is is just one of those things that really truly does cause incredible resource damage. Like the the spread of tree disease especially through insects across the country can literally be traced to mainly us RVers and campers moving firewood. Mm. I mean, and that's, so that's a really big deal. Um, We're a smaller, we're a smallish community and, uh, and we're doing that right. Um, A lot of that, there's no, the damage is done, but, uh, we can continue as new insects become introduced into the 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 U.S., which is happening already. Uh, we can continue to be vigilant about those things. So please don't don't cross into places with stuff that you're not supposed to. Uh, but our our little Christmas tree that we literally bought pretty much across the border in Las Vegas, um, it should have been fine. <laughs> and thankfully, it's still here. All right. What's your black tank this week? Okay. So my black tank goes to a movie that Jason and I watched a couple of nights ago. I can't believe we watched this movie. It's on Netflix. It's called Father Christmas Comes Home. Oh, this was bad. This so it came up, you know, I love a Christmas movie. And I even bad Christmas movies. Love me a just real cheesy Hallmark Christmas movie. This pops up as, you know, I think trendy. It came out last year. I think it did. Or it looked it, like it's I think it said twenty one on it. Yeah, very yeah. recent. It stars John Cleese, Kelsey Grammer, Elizabeth Hurley, a woman who squeaks. <laughs> <laughs> and a few other people. And we watched the preview, and the preview pretty much only featured a, a back and forth dialogue between Kelsey Grammer and John Cleese. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, let, why don't we put this on the background? We were going to play a game. And I was like, let's put this on the background. Maybe it'll be funny. You know, these are two actors who've done some pretty decent work. Let's check it out. That movie, oh my it gosh. Was so, it was, and you, you have until, well, first of all, John Cleese. Oh, he's so pointless. He's, uh, you know, a, a world treasure 
humorist. He is hardly used at all in this, and, and he has no jokes, no humor, no di- no, nothing, nothing funny. There's and nothing funny. So you have a bit of him, and actually they never tell you who he is at the beginning, and not in a mysterious way, like he's just there. <laughs> it's just in a bad writing way. So, and so you have like, you have like, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you have like more than half of the movie until Kelsey Grammer shows up. And every bit of acting until Kelsey Grammer shows up and let's not, I'm not trying to say Kelsey Grammer's good in this or anything. Oh, he's phoning it uh, in. He, but he's doing sort of like that baseline level uh-huh. of acting. Like he's he's legitimately acting. Everybody else is so bad. So bad. So listen, there's a, there's a lot to unpack in this movie. I cannot go into all of it. But the plot is so thin. And who they hired to lead us all through this journey to really be the I, it's it's supposed to be an ensemble piece but I would argue that she is probably the protagonist in this movie all they were like we need you to have a, a quirk okay and her quirk is literally after every sentence or anytime she's unsatisfied with something she goes she it's and I it's not even it's not, it's not even funny like I, I it's just like the, I can't I can't with this movie I and must feel like that was the writer's way of like oh we don't know what to write we so know what to we do just with like you. respond like that yes. it was it's just it's it's it, like but here's the, thing. <laughs> here's the thing it is one of those movies that is so bad that we almost turn it off but then it becomes so bad that you have to watch it and so bad like it's enjoyable to so, watch how bad yeah. it is so we turned it we didn't we didn't hate watch it because you can't because no. every time you're about to say something about the movie they are they double down with something else no you like shock watch it you like shock, you're in awe you're just, like your jaws dropped at how bad it is and it's, for anyone who has <laughs> for anyone who has worked in film or who has worked in theater they they were shooting this with one camera so yeah. they they would you could tell that they were making the actors shoot the scene where they're they're shooting the person maybe who's doing the dialogue in that scene so okay we're going to shoot the scene and we're going to use this one camera and it's going to be on you the whole time and you do the scene okay great cut we're going to do the scene again and now i'm going to turn the camera to film everybody else who's supposed to be watching you in this scene so, so it's there's very no... clear they're not talking to each other oh it's so <laughs> but i would say so we actually did turn it off and we left the room and we were like we can't watch this this is very much like a red notice moment which now we have to go back and watch because maybe it's better than it's that. clearly it's gonna be better, better it's gonna that. be better yeah. right? it's gonna be better so we leave the room and we're gonna go get something we're gonna and literally we're just standing in the hall and we're like we have to go back to this we have to I have to know. I was like, Jason, I can't. I, I have to know what happens here. Listen, there's a joke in this movie and like, <laughs> about Elizabeth Hurley. And she's what plays a sister, right? She's one okay. of the sisters, the so, four sisters. Uh, she says something. She's She tries to say that she's 35. And her sister's, her sister's basically... Uh, There's a lot of age shaming. Giving it away that she's 45. A lot of age shaming. Elizabeth Hurley is 57. Elizabeth Hurley is 57. She's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. She She looks looks great. Beautiful. And she looks like she should look as a a woman of 57 who takes care of herself in the way that she chooses to take care of herself. The fact that they keep age shaming her throughout all of this. Yes. Trying, you know, with old old home jokes, you know, old, 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 old. 
And she is a 57-year-old woman playing a 45-year-old woman who's trying to pretend that she's a 35-year-old woman who at the end of the movie, and I'm going to spoil it, this is when it jumped the shark for us and we could not find a redeeming factor in this movie because she is a she hates kids. She's there with her partner. She hates her niece and nephew. Hates them. Thinks kids are icky. Guess who ends up pregnant at the end of this movie? 57-year-old Elizabeth Hurley playing a 45-year-old who tries to tell everyone that she's 35. She is pregnant at the end of this movie. She's going to have a baby. She's going to have a family. And she loves children now. And I was like, peace out on this. Okay, now I'm done. There's also a scene. Wow, we're talking about we're this for a long here, time. There's also a scene where her one of her sisters, the, 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 the rebel child, oh, one right, of her right. sisters steals Elizabeth Hurley's boyfriend's Rolls Royce. The Rolls and, Royce was the most expensive thing in the whole movie. And the boyfriend has to get it back by spinning a wheel at a carnival. <laughs> so many, so many plot holes. Not to mention that Kelsey Grammer's been an absent father for 27 years, shows back up, and then all of a sudden, after he gives this big monologue where Kelsey Grammer gets to be like, look, I am a trained actor. You might remember me from such movies as The Simpsons. <laughs> I mean, he's, like, he's fighting it. He is. He, he he's, is. He's it's just, just a terrible script. And not to mention his American girlfriend, who is much younger than him, who plays the typical stupid american anywho if you want to watch something that you cannot stop talking about but you will really wish you weren't talking about you should go watch this movie but we just basically told you the whole movie so you don't need to oh, go no, watch it there's there's more the present switch thing there's so <laughs> oh, much right. more oh yes the there's, the cheap man to, steve buscemi like there's, there's more just, to enjoy just so much yes. to enjoy yes all right moving on <laughs> what's in your fresh tank so my fresh tank this week goes to it's been going around all over social media I watched it this morning it actually brought tears to my eyes uh, there is uh, Lizzo's acceptance speech from the People's Choice Awards she was awarded the People's Champion this year at the People's Choice Awards and so when she came out to give the speech and I don't turn the volume up for anything on social media I watch reels without volume I watch if it doesn't have closed captions I'm still going to watch it because I'm not going to turn the volume up. I just don't turn the volume up. I turned the volume up for this because I was really curious because I had seen a lot of our friends posting it. So I decided to watch it. She chose to use her uh, time to give a speech to not give a speech. And it is absolutely incredible because she talked not at all about herself, talked not at all about her career. And instead, she brought tons of women on stage with her who are advocates, who work tirelessly for rights of women and minority groups and transgender and just I mean I'm getting goosebumps because what she did I think was amazing because she used her platform this incredible platform that she has knowing that millions and millions of people are watching and will watch and she brought light to people who are doing such incredible work and I think that that is pretty darn awesome. And I think that that is why she is kind of this icon in a way that she is. And she really is the people's champion. And I would encourage you, you all you have to do is Google Lizzo speech. And it is everywhere. And 
just take a few minutes to watch it and then maybe take a little bit more time to go learn about these women and these organizations and these um, people that were highlighted. And maybe perhaps you might find something that you yourself would like to support. Awesome. That's it for this week's episode of the RV Miles podcast. Yes, it is. And hey, again, speaking of support, as you know, if you would like to support RV Miles, we have a few ways to do that. But, you know, again, we always ask if you would like to go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. That really does help. But in the grand scheme of things, all I'm going to ask you this week is to just go watch that speech and then really go pay attention to those causes that are out there because they are a whole lot bigger than a five-star review on Apple Podcast. So thank you very much for watching this week. Please enjoy the holiday season. Please stay healthy. That flu is out there, y'all. It's coming for us. And keep logging those RV miles. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.